Good afternoon, Super Kicking with Stephen fans. Your favorite host right here, Stephen A, 1181. Greg is going to join us. He just got the message, so he should be on his way here anytime soon. Hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. You know, we, we go out and give thanks. I give thanks for all the lovely viewers we've had on here. And the host, Brittany, has been a good part of this. Uh, Dan, thanks to you. Thanks to him. And, of course, Damon, who gave me this podcasting space, which, you know, we've been rocking for over a year and a half now. Um, had some good times on here just talking up wrestling and AW, WWE. Always keep it lighthearted. You know, we're we critique when we need to. And we also give positive feedback when we need to. So I always, always feel like we're a fair shake on both ends of that. So, um, yes, as you can see, Greg's not here yet. But look at that. The tree is ready to go. So, the, yeah, when Greg gets in here, I'll have to share that in with him. Um, some things that, you know, we, we saw this week, uh, Daniel Bryan, or sorry, Brian Danielson, uh, the heel side of him is really showing out. Uh, I think he even kicked out a tooth of Colt Cabana. So, We'll have to talk that up. Roman Reigns with quite a line last night. Uh, that's where I want to start today. So once Greg hops on, uh, we're going to talk about that line that he threw out there because Roman's not one just to throw out line, just to, you know, kind of give you a promo. Uh, I wonder if there is some truth there. So um, some other things, Big E, you know, continues to roll as champion. We saw who uh, was stole, who stole the golden egg. Uh, speaking of which, that is from uh, Red Notice. So if you haven't seen that, it's a good little movie. Uh, you know, not anything spectacular. I watched it and it was like, oh, yeah, it was fun. I think there will be a second one from the looks of it. Um, you know, I think they all kind of worked well together. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if we see a second Red Notice and uh, we will see what they will steal next if you haven't watched it yet. So. Also, you know, some other things to watch. Get back. Uh, the story of the Beatles. It's it's like you're a fly on the wall in the recording processors. You know, no, there's little things, you know, just like um, subtitles that might come up about what's going on. But um, you're literally watching, you know, their story unfold. And um, so that's been really awesome to watch as well. So uh, I'm sure Greg will have some things to share as well. But um, we could kind of get into some things that happened on Raw. Uh, we did have Dolph Ziggler defeat, um, or sorry, we had Riddle defeat Dolph Ziggler. And then, you know, you also had the Viper Pain tribute to uh, Matt Riddle giving a little bro Derek on uh, Robert Roode. So we're still kind of going there. Tag team titles right now, you know, it's just RK Bro holding down the fort. Uh, Ziggler and Rude, you know, chasing them. Uh, you know, I, I would like to see Street Profits back in there, but Street Profits are back, you know, kind of busy with um, uh, AJ Styles and almost. So, uh, here we go. Let's bring the man, the one Greg on here to join us, rocking his Arizona Wildcats warm up jersey. There, uh, Greg, in case you missed it, the tree fairy did stop by. <laughs> Nice. Go. Um, I turned off the inflatable here because it would be really damn loud. But yes, yeah, so my house is officially. Um, let's see if we can go this direction. Yeah, there you go. Holy you crap! Got a little, you got a little sneak peek. December first will be my official unveiling where I give you a little tour of my house. So, 
uh, to that exciting news when the elf Stephen shows up to uh, give you a little tour of Stephen Manor as it is. So, uh, Greg, I was just talking up some things I'd been watching. So I did watch Red Notice. I enjoyed it, you know, and I think there will be a second one <laughs> just based yeah. off the ending. Uh, it feels like they all worked well together, like cast-wise. So I don't know what they'll steal next, but I'm sure they'll steal something. And also, I've been watching Get Back, the Beatles documentary, um, as far as that goes. So that's been really cool to see because it's like you're a fly on the wall. Uh, you know, there's no real document. You know, there's no cut to people talking about it. It's literally just their studio magic working. So, um, But I did want to start here, Greg. So Roman Reigns last night in his promo was stated, with my days are done, which could be sooner rather than later. You know, I'm still the greatest and all that. And I thought, uh -huh. Roman's not one to throw out a line like that for no reason. And I got, you know, we've been talking about Charlotte leaving. But Roman, if, you know, I I would think he might try Hollywood. Maybe he wants to go the rock route. You know, I, I don't think it's anytime soon, Greg. But if Roman's gone, that's a big uh, chunk of, you know, change. <laughs> that's a big piece gone. But um, that line really caught, like at first, you know, I saw people tweeting it. I was like, oh, I don't think I heard that. But then you listen to it and it's, yeah, he said, when my days are done and that could be soon rather than later. Unless he's just playing it up like, you know, you need me here. But at the same time, like I said, who's to say he won't go away for a year, you know, do a movie or two and then come back. But uh, any thoughts on that line, Greg? Like, do you think he would just throw that out there for no reason? Or do you think there's some validity to it? No, everything he says is calculated. So, you know, if he drops that line, it's for a reason. Uh, I caught that when he said it too. And it made me shake my head. I was like, wait, wait a minute. You know, he's only in his, what, mid-30s? Mm -hmm. And um, looking at him in the peak of his um, physical condition, you know, he's got a few more years worth of great matches ahead of him. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was thinking, is the contract coming up? Is it time to renew? Because uh, if you remember on Raw, um, Roman was in Vince's office and they had a pretty insignificant chat, but the one thing that came through was Vince was talking about how the dragon egg was worth a hundred million dollars. And he said something along the lines of, or about as much as my next contract. So yeah. um, I was thought maybe that was a little something to do with that. Um, maybe it's time to renegotiate pretty soon. And, you know, if, if Vince says give him a number he likes, you know, maybe he's out the door. Um, but yeah, it, it, he doesn't drop a line like that for no reason. So, but I would think it'd be Hollywood. Like, it, I think he would go the rock route and true. see what, like, I can't imagine him jumping ship to AEW. Right. I mean, can and, you imagine if he did that? I mean, that would, <laughs> that would totally turn the tide. I mean, if the tides, you know, the tide is already washing up on the shore, like, that would, I mean, completely changed the game. Would you no, think that would change it more so than Charlotte, though? Um, yeah, that's right. That's what I think. Like, like Charlotte leaving. I mean, if she went to AW, that would just that would give so much star power to their women's division, 
and you already got Britt Baker, but Charlotte, I mean, and I mean, honestly, Charlotte's probably on another level than Britt. If we're, if you're really, you know, considering it, I mean, Britt's working her way up, but she hasn't had that. Like now granted, she has had some of the more hardcore matches and that's where Charlotte, I think would, I'd be curious if Charlotte want to venture that route, you know, would she want to do the lights out type match or do a little more physical style, which we've, you know, we've seen anyway. So, um, but star power wise, you know, her and Roman, like, yeah, if somehow they finagle both of them there. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, so anyways. Yeah. Charlotte would be huge. Um, and it looks like, you know, the writing's on the wall with her. Um, I've seen a couple things, you know, she was making like AEW hand gestures and they spliced the, um, spliced it so you couldn't tell that's what she was doing uh, a couple weeks back. And of course, there's the Andrade factor. Um, but yeah, the AEW women's division is already on another level and Charlotte coming in, is going to put it into the stratosphere. Um, and the first time Charlotte and Britt Baker are staying in the same ring at the same time, everybody's going to drool until the stadium floats away. So um, I think we're all ready to see that, but um, Roman going over would definitely shift the balance of power. Even in a more major way, because at the end of the day, it's still a man sport. Um, the women are on the come up and they are, they'll stay on the come up for, you know, many, many years to come. But the guys are already at the top. And it's, at the end of the day, it's still about the men. So Roman going over would have a much more huge impact than Charlotte going over. But um, and yeah, I think we that's the moment we would see AEW go up to number one and WWE drop to number two. Um, nice. I can't think of another star that would. Yeah, I mean, Roman, that's like we said, Roman or Charlotte, you know, like if Seth goes there, I mean, it's big. Like, you know, we, I mean, because we, we've already seen it with Daniel Bryan. I felt like Daniel Bryan's given them an edge and CM Punk there. <laughs> Adam Cole, like, you know, they're already starting to turn that tide. So uh, real quick, it's funny you mentioned Andrade, Greg, and Charlotte. The rumor, the rumors are Andrade unfollowed her on all social media, oh. which we all know is never a good sign <laughs> if you're together <laughs> or right. if you're on a on a team. Or I don't know. So now I haven't checked lately. You know, that's just what I just saw that come through the like a couple days ago. And of course they were engaged and in love and she calls him too poppy. You know, that means your dad, which is always weird, but Charlotte to me, <laughs> Greg, dating wise, I, I know this is going to sound horrible. I think she always looks for that father figure type, you know, which is fine because she never had, you know, Growing up, let's face it, Rick was probably never home. So right. I see why she looks for the guys that she does. But, you know, that's a whole nother ball of wax. But, yeah, I haven't checked lately if they're following each other. But so maybe she wouldn't jump ship there because I don't know if you'd want to be in the same company as an ex, <laughs> you know, and depending on how the, you know, how the how it went down. So, yes. But anyway, so that was interesting that that came on the wire. So. Uh, let's jump into Raw, Greg. 
I started with Riddle and Dolph Ziggler, but let's just get into the big story, which was the egg, because you know we saw that from Survivor <laughs> Series that someone had took the egg, which was Rock's gift to Vince McMahon, Greg, which was the Rock's way of showing up for Survivor Series through the power of Cleopatra's egg. Anyway, so um, they they actually ended it quite quickly. I thought, you know, they kind of gave it to us. What the was it the second hour ish? <laughs> like, yeah. oh yeah, Sami Zayn knew who had it. It was Austin Theory. So Austin Theory got the title shot over Sami Zayn. But we did see Sami Zayn win last night to go against um, Roman Reigns. But they also announced a return to Brock Lesnar, Greg. So. Sami Zayn is going to get killed by Brock Lesnar before his match <laughs> even happens next week. I think we can all see that coming. But Austin Theory, Biggie, I thought, you know, it this is Biggie's doing the, like we said, Biggie's doing the side quest because, you know, we got Seth in the background. I feel like Kevin Owens is going to get another title shot. Maybe that day one pay per view um, coming up in January. Maybe the, you know, like a Raw, like maybe that week of that Raw or something. But, um, you know, Austin Theory, I mean, they are obviously high on him to give him that type of deal. So, uh, Greg, what do you think about Big E and Austin Theory? Any thoughts, you know, Austin Theory being the egg holder? Did you like <laughs> that? Hate it? You know, it, it gave him a good – they're definitely putting a shine on Theory, and they're slowly working him up, and you could tell that Vince really is high on him. So, um, yeah, it's it's – you know, it's a slow burn, but – we, I won't be surprised if theories like, you know, U.S. title holder in the next couple months, you know, maybe WrestleMania time and then keeps rolling money in the bank. I mean, it feels like he's on that that slow train towards, you know, superstardom. So uh, what do you think about Austin Theory being the egg holder, though, Greg? Uh, the way they put it into the storyline, you know, fits his character. You know, I wanted to take the selfie with it. And it was too busy, so I took it with me. Um, you know, all stuff that's what he would say. Um, you could picture it, you know, in retrospect. And um, I like it just because, you know, it's something new. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm loving what they're doing with Austin Theory right now. I was rolling my eyes at him down in NXT. But it's one of those cases where they've done a lot more more with him and it's a lot better um, once he got to the main roster than when he was in NXT. Um, The guy's looking like a million bucks. I'm loving his angles, um, doing the selfie bit um, while still having good matches. And he's a fresh face. Um, You know, his moves are looking good. He's looking a lot better than he did in NXT. So I'm high on him too. So I can see a year from now he's challenging for a major belt, a world belt, um, and scooping up an intercontinental title or U.S. championship along the way, uh, maybe even a tag team championship with a with the right partner. But you know, sky's the limit for this guy. You know, he's young. He looks like a million bucks, and he's got the the moves and the uh, you know his mic work is on the way too. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all for it. And the match with uh, Big E, you know, enjoyed it. You know, he's, they're not, you know, hitting, with too, hitting us with too much with him too soon. Nobody expected him to win. But, you know, we got a quality match out of it. So that's all you can ask for. You know, he's still, you know, he took the L, but he's still, 
you know, get the guys some shine, put them in the main event that soon. And with, yeah, and like we said, with Big E, who, you know, is rolling on all cylinders. Um, you know, I was going to say, Greg, you know, we always talk about, oh, NXT stars come up the main roster and get destroyed. And all, but you look at the current crop. I mean, Riddle is doing good stuff with, um, you know, uh, uh, Orton. And even before he had the Orton stuff, I mean, yeah, he had the whole mess up with Asuka, which I still can't believe he survived. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, you have Bianca Belair. You got, you know, I guess Aaliyah is still, the jury's still out. Tony Storm's showing back up kind of with this stuff with Charlotte. Um, who else? We got Shotsky, Shotsky, sorry, I always say one shade Shotsky, but Shotsky <laughs> doing her heel stuff. So she's getting some shine. Um, uh, who am I missing? Oh, Damian Priest. He's starting to turn aggressive, but he's had a, I mean, talk about, I mean, look at his WrestleMania match, like Bad Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a you know we might I'm not a Bad Bunny fan I had no clue who Bad Bunny was but internationally everyone knew who he was so um, you know we talk about you know NXT stars and what but this kind of current crop you know from early last year to now I think they're doing okay and getting some shine on the roster would you how would you feel about this current call up of you know guys and girls Greg. Um, I want to love it more, but for all the successes that you named, I'm going to give you Keith Lee. I'm yeah. going to give you Carrie Cross, right? Carrie Cross and Scarlett, um, Finn Balor yeah. once he came back, um, Ricochet for the whole length of time he's come out of NXT. Yeah. Um. So they've they've taken all these promising talents and. It's almost a one for one, you know, success they rate find of who 50%. They want. Yeah, yeah. Right. And all these guys given the right, um, you know, push, the right angle could all succeed. I mean, there's yeah, no reason Karrion Cross should not have been able to succeed on the main roster. There's no reason that Keith Lee should not have been able to shine on the main roster. He did for a few minutes when they did the uh, invasion angle from NXT. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, there's no reason that, you know, the, uh, iconics when they came out, they should be tag team champions right now. Mm -hmm. There was just so, everybody out of there. Should, should be, the rush should be full of star talent off of what you uh, brought out of NXT and for and, the next generation, like exactly for the next few years. So. And well, they hey, the iconics that came out. Our tag team champions in Impact Wrestling, if we ever get around to watching that, Greg. So there we go. <laughs> hey. now, the, in, the in, inspiration. So they have the two eyes in the word inspiration since, you know, there's two of, of them. But anyways. Uh, some other things happened on Raw. We had two title changes. Which one do you want to talk about, Greg? The tag team women's title change <laughs> or the... 24 freaking seven title change. Oh boy. I'll let you decide which one do you want to have at first? Well, we'll, we'll get the 24 seven out of the way. <laughs> Dana freaking Brooke. I mean, she won something. I didn't, I did not foresee her winning anything ever, Greg, but she's our new 24 seven women's champion. Uh, Cause Cedric Alexander won and then Dana Brooke won. So it'll be curious to see how long Dana Brooke holds it. But hey, I mean, Mandy Rose gets the NXT women's title, Greg. It gets a nice group and gets a lot of shine in NXT. 
and her partner, Dana Brooke, gets the 24-7 championship. So she would be the Marty Jannetty of that group if we're, <laughs> if we're calling Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. So, yeah. But, hey, happy for Dana. I mean, I and I could tell Dana Brooke really does work her butt off. And that's the thing. It's like every once in a while you're like, okay, just give them, you know, let them succeed somehow. Don't just let her be in a back in catering or showing up and done like, but it is funny that they gave her the 20, like 24 seven championship. I mean, it's just, that's a weird, thanks for all your hard work. Here you go. And you know, cause we've already <laughs> had women get it. Like if she was the first woman to get it, that'd be a little higher, but you know, was it, um, I mean, we've seen, you know, already some women, I mean, Carmela had it, what for a hot minute or something. And, Corey Graves and Byron and right. uh, did a lunger. There was some Hall of Famer that got it for a hot minute. Was it R. Kelly Kelly or something like that whenever she was there? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Dana Brooke, yeah. Uh, any thoughts on that in, Greg? Uh, <laughs> then we'll get to the women's tag team title. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it is a testament to her hard work, I guess. I mean, she's, she's still <laughs> always been pretty bland to me, but yeah. Um, I haven't enjoyed anything she's done since they did the whole Mean Girl thing with uh, Emma from back in the day. Remember Emma? Um, Shout out to her. I think she's Tennille in Impact now or something like that. And she travels the country in a camper because she has no home. So, like, her and uh, Summer Rae are, like, just camping wherever they (laughs) Like, that's her life. I'm like, wow, that's – I, and, I have to be settled down, but anyways, <laughs> whatever to them, <laughs> whatever part they're camped out in, let me know. I will. <laughs> uh, I will be happy, man. I, I was, I loved Emma back in the day. And after the whole uh, the modeling reboot, uh, yeah, the Emmalina. I was like, wow, what in the world was that? But mm-hmm. yeah, I liked it for the five minutes that it was on TV, and then it died. Uh, but Dana, it was a weird finish to uh, the 24-7 and that's the title that's most susceptible to weird finishes. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty comical. You know, she gets the pin and then there's 20 guys standing around her wondering, wondering what to do. And you're scratching their heads looking at each other. Can we pin her? Um, yeah, so I thought it would have been great if um, she gets backstage. She does the interview with uh, whoever the blonde girl is that does the interviews backstage. And while she's talking about, you know, how happy she is, she just got the, the belt. If the interviewer had knocked her out with the microphone or something, yeah, <laughs> it knocked her out with the microphone or rolled her up and yeah. t- took it for herself. Uh, that's kind of what I was waiting for, and it didn't happen. But, um, you yeah, assume our truth is going to get it back from her, right? Yeah, <laughs> something. Sixtieth title reign. Yeah, nobody will exactly. ever catch that. Um, yeah. So, anyways, so um, it was funny, but uh, yeah. Congratulations, the, Dana. Whatever. The women's tag team side. I mean, we called this Greg that uh, Nikki Ash and Rhea are officially out as champions. Queen Selena with her accent and then Carmella with her, her accent. Um, yes. Are now the <laughs> champions. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting Royal, um, you know, few, our Royal treatment with that. I, I think it's 
it's going to be some fun segments and we'll see who gets the titles off them next. But I think they're going to hold it for, a, you know, a good chunk of, you know, I don't, we don't see any tag teams coming for them. So, you know, unfortunately we'll just have to recycle the um, Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley for a couple more matches until we figure out, you know, Natalia and Tamina again, or, well, no, they're all different brands. So they can't even be together. They were right. only together because Vince said, all superstars could be on that raw after SmackDown or after Survivor Series, but um, you know we didn't see any crossover last night. So um, you know it'll be fun because I, I do love that the character work that Selena. I mean, between her and Woods, they must just got together backstage and like been practicing these accents. So um, <laughs> yeah, and I know her and Woods on Up Up Down Down. You could tell there's a good friendship there. So. You know, I'm I'm wondering if they're trying to like outrib each other with the accent and like who could get more video game esque because they both love video games as well. And you could tell they're really mm-hmm. taking that aspect of it like a character. So um yeah, Greg. I mean, like we said, we called it weeks ago, and I mean they had to pull the trigger sooner rather than later, in which they did. So uh thoughts on that in. Yeah, good. I like it. I like it much better. I was so sick of seeing Nikki and Rhea together. Um, you know, the odd couple pairing again, finally break it up. Thank you for that. Um, Carmella and, um, Zelina look a lot better and more believable as a team. They're both vain. They're both the center of their universes. And when you put those two together, um, you're just making a bigger, um, universe full of vanity and, um, you know, they're, Everybody's going to soak it up. They're going to love to hate it. And, um, you know, it's going to get some mileage out of it. So they're probably going to get cheered sooner rather than later. I mean, if you like, because eventually people start loving it too much, not loving it too much, Greg, but they start loving it. You know, it's kind of like New Day, where New Day goes in those peak and valleys. But so I'll be curious to see if they kind of play up to the crowd, you know, every once in a while just to kind of show that and then turn it right back around. Cause, Selena's pretty good at that. And, you know, she could kind of feed into the crowd, you know, and then turn it off and be like, nope, I'm, you're, you're bound down to be peasants. So it'll be, like you said, I'll be curious. Um, I also believe that uh, Graves is going to unintentionally be getting him over in the same way that oh, McAfee does with Shinsuke and, and Boogs. Where I, he's... I still want to know why that is. Like, I need to know, <laughs> I need to call up Pat McAfee's show and be like, what? Like, unless he's just unless he's just there to help, you know, help that in, because I mean, yeah, uh, he did get some heat last night though, Greg, because you know he uh, he threw out the let's go Brandon um, <laughs> Chan, and I was like, oh, come on, like, yeah. But anyways, because I couldn't really, I forget what part it was, but they were chanting something, and it was hard to tell. So I think he was trying to cover up for that, and even after he said the line, I think he thought, yeah, I probably didn't need to go there, but and you know, it's McAfee. Yeah. You got to explain it to me because I still don't know what that means. So instead of <laughs> F Joe, so w- right after the election ish, you know, college football stadiums were saying F Joe Biden. But one of the women, there was a woman announcer who was trying to cover it up. She said, Oh, they're saying let's go Brandon. So now all the <laughs> Republican people, Greg, of course, are saying let's go Brandon as a way of saying F Joe Biden. Uh-huh. Which still bugs me because I'm like, you're censoring yourself, idiot. But 
In case you haven't realized, I am not on that side of the fence <laughs> at all. Um, I write left-handed, and I sit on the left side of things because, yeah. Um, but people are gotcha. buying Let's Go Brandon, like, um, um, yard signs, and I'm like, you're idiots. Like, <laughs> if you want to say F-Go, <laughs> I thought we're the we're the um, the land of the free speech, Greg. So if you want to say F Joe Biden, say it. But apparently these people think it's funnier if they say, let's go, Brandon. And I think you're censoring yourself. Like, anyways, that's I will step gotcha. off that soapbox for now. So that is where the <laughs> let's go, Brandon and all the Repub- like, you know, some of these dumb Republican Congress people, Greg, they always say hashtag let's go, Brandon, because, you know, they uh, they don't want to say F Joe Biden. All right. Did we lose any viewers with that? (laughs) Did we lose any viewers (laughs) with that in? Because, yeah. Hey, I'll take the hit for that when I brought it. We are on zero view. No. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I am not. Let's go, Brandon. Um, Let's talk about Raw Tag Team Champions. So we have Riddle and Art. You know, Orton doing each other's moves. They took out Dolph Ziggler. Then Orton hits the bro Derek. We also have. AJ Styles and almost still dealing with Street Profits. I mean, ultimately, Greg, we got to get to Street Profits and RK Bro, correct? Like, that needs to be our end game, probably for WrestleMania. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's the way to do it. You can't, you can't kill it now by having them do a series of matches and try to work up to WrestleMania, which is going to be end of March. So yeah. this is the way to do it. Just feed them you know, insignificant teams, you know, enter Ziggler and Rude and have them feast on, you know, the also rans until we get to, you know, farther down the road to WrestleMania. So it makes perfect sense and, you know, build up street profits, build up uh, the champs until it's time to have that clash and, you know, make it bigger, make it mean something by uh, giving them both momentum uh, to get there. So um, I'm all for it. I'd rather not see Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode on the TV as much, but hey, it's a means to an end. So keep on keeping on. What's funny is, Greg, I actually have a gingerbread Bobby Roode ornament with his nice, glorious robe. And I think, <laughs> man, that feels like so many years ago now. But I still put it up on my tree because, you know, it's it's a nice little ornament. So um, Damian Priest defeated Sami Zayn. Apollo Cruz wanted the title, but he didn't get it. Uh, also, Bobby Lashley defeated Rey Mysterio and Dominic because you know Lashley has to dominate them. Uh, and that was kind of raw. Any other thoughts from Raw, Greg, that you wanted to catch up on that I might have missed, or any thoughts on those kind of last things that I threw out there? No, it was pretty solid. Um, no, those last couple feeder matches. Are pretty just filler, yeah. but um, yeah, the the main event though, excellent, top notch. Um, that may not four stars, but it's about close to four stars. You know, it's three and nine tenths. Yeah. Um, with uh, Biggie and Austin Theory, it was still super solid, super entertaining, and uh, it's a glimpse of you know what we can still uh, expect out of both guys. Um, so, you know, give us new matchups like this and put theory on a trajectory that keeps him moving upward. So, you know, even in a loss, this still looked great on his resume 
um, you know, main event, you know, and he's doing killer work right now. So I hope they continue with that with him because, um, you know, he's earned his stripes right now. Uh, and then I saw the little preview for next week. So we're getting Edge back. And I can't think, Greg, like who, where Edge kind of fits right now. Do you have any idea where you could fit Edge in? I mean, maybe him in theory. Would that kind of, I mean, he'd probably go over, but would it give Austin Theory, you know, that next step even in loss? In it losing? could. It could. Um, if you're still putting him in the uh, mix with the top, the top level guys, then that's yeah. going to make him a de facto top level guy. So I think we want Edge doing some of that work with younger guys now, right? Like he's kind of done his thing, and I think he wants to do. You know, I I get what like you know I always said I got why he went with Orton because he wants you know I I'd want somebody I'm comfortable with too. Like you know me and you talk like I don't want a random person on here to talk with like me and you have had good chemistry. So I understand. You know, I, I think a lot of people want AJ Styles in him, and that'd be fine too. But I think the almost factor kind of still is there. So, I, you know, we're going to have Edge overcome both, like both those guys. So, um, I'm kind of wondering if maybe Austin Theory and him might have a run in. You know, even if it's not a match, it still gives Austin Theory that little, like that next step with somebody, like you said, on that level of Edge. You know, like right. him saying, Oh, I want to take a selfie with you. And then just lays him out with the forearm and walk, you know, like walks away or something, you know, kind of don't have the fight yet, but you keep, you know, you're there, like kind of showing that it could happen. So, you know, uh, what I'd like to see And it's, uh, I'm, I know I'm testing the universe by putting it out there because it has the makings of disaster on it, but uh, a mentorship with Edge because I can see Edge looking at Austin and going, you remind me of me kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's not afraid to, you know, get a little dirty, get a little underhanded, you know, same way young edge was, uh, you know, up to ultimate opportunist. Mm-hmm. And he's got some of that in him already. So you can see edge, you know, taking a shine to him and taking, you know, a rent. He's the uh, Randy Orton to, Riddle, uh, Austin's riddle, um, you know something like that, and 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 I'm, I've railed against the whole odd couple thing as it is. But, <laughs> I was gonna say you're uh, pretty much talking that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but this seems like less of an odd couple pair. Yeah, that's true. Um, because so, if you have Edge talk up, like I see some of myself in you, that mm-hmm. gives you the because you know Orton is more just like trying to help Riddle find himself. He's not saying I see you in me. But, right. you know, Edge, because it's like the Edge and Rollins story where, you know, Edge kept saying Rollins just Seth, you know, you're me light. So, yeah, I mean, I can, I mean, heck, some of the stuff we've been talking about up here, Greg, has shown up. So maybe you're yep. giving them an idea to do so. Um, how about NXT wise? We pretty much have war. Uh-oh, are you there? Hayes, Braun Breaker. Am I missing? I need to look up 
I'm not seeing where, of course, of course, you know, they don't have war games because, you know, it's NXT and why would they have that? Um, oh, here we go. Now I see the picture. So LA Knight, which is weird to put him on the old school team, but whatever. So it'd be LA Knight, Gargano, Champa, Pete Dunn against Tony D'Angelo, Grayson Waller, Carmelo Hayes, and Braun Breaker. Is this the most random war games <laughs> match we've had? Like, usually it's Undisputed Era, because this is the first one they're missing, of course. Um, you know, I mean, I guess the one where, what was that a couple years ago where Kevin Owens showed up? Like, he was part of NXT team for some reason. That was a pretty random set. I think it was Viking Raiders and Owens and maybe Champ or something like that. But yeah, this is kind of a yeah. random. I mean, I like it, but I don't get why LA Knight. <laughs> LA Knight doesn't fit with the old school team. But I get it because he's <laughs> older. <laughs> it's a weird dynamic. So maybe he could get taken out by somebody and maybe, I don't know. But anyway, so. Um, Greg, what do we think about this war games? And then we'll talk about the women's, you know, we won't have to predict anything, but we could talk about the women's side of things. Cause they're kind of weird <laughs> teams as well. This is an odd, this is, I feel like we're forcing the teams, I guess is what we're really saying. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. They're forcing the men's side for sure. And I think they're just taking it literally that the old school is the older guys. Whereas everybody on the new school side is, you know, barely looks out of high school. Yeah, so that's true. Um, I think that's the whole intention of it. Um, you know me, I love my dude, LA Knight, in anything main event. So I, I'm all for main it. event. <laughs> yeah, watch your mouth talking about him getting eliminated early. Um, <laughs> I, I need him on that microphone. I need him in the main event. So give me that. Give me all of that. This time I feel like the women, couldn't the women made a fan over the men? They could. Because you feel like Mandy Rose is on a higher tier with toxic attraction. So I almost wonder if they might throw, and I mean, you got Raquel, Io Shirai. um, Who were the other, I was trying to think of the other women. um, Cora J and then Kaylee Ray against toxic attraction and Dakota Kai. Who is pulling? I've now finally kind of watched it, Greg. Some weird, like trance-like character, whatever she's doing now. But uh, yeah, it's kind of weird for her to do. But I guess we'll see it in War Games. So, uh, what about the women's side of things? I mean, I guess I could. These women make sense in a way because they're really your top eight women, you know. Right. And then you're throwing, you're giving Cora Jade a chance to shine with them. So at least this feels like it's a little more cohesive than the men's. The men's was like, oh, we got war games coming up here. Let's just throw our top guys, you know, we're our top guys that we think. Because um, Grayson Waller doesn't feel like he's at that level with Braun and Champa and Pete Dunn yet. So, um, but the women's side, Greg, what do you think about the women's side? Then we'll kind of touch up on some other things that happened on um, NXT. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I agree with you. The women should headline they have a lot more star power it's a lot more it makes a lot more sense because you know you have a three-woman team with toxic attraction um and dakota you know making a solid heel squad and then mm-hmm. um the uh, faces that are going against them um 
you know, I've been embroiled in those rivalries for a while. And um, it makes a lot more sense, a lot more believable. And it's, um, we'll look forward to that more than what's going on on the men's side. So I agree with you. It should be the main event. And the way they've reshuffled everything and it, the ratings for NXT are bottoming out as it is, you know, what's it going to harm at this point? Um, so, yeah, I definitely think it should be the main event. And this is a much better looking match than what the men have going. Um, some other things. I was trying to see what other things happen on NXT 2.0. Um, we also looked like maybe there's little cracks in the foundation of Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada because Indy still heartbroken over Dexter breaking his hand. He can't draw Greg. He can't get his thoughts out. So, you know, that's. Oh, all. man. I mean, <laughs> I was thinking it's, you know, he just can't do it. But anyway, so. Casey and Kaden pick up the surprise win. That's probably an upset, I think. Do you think that's an upset there, Greg, for Casey and Kaden to pick up a win there? Um, they've been they've been uh, pushing them for a while, and they've been looking. Mm-hmm. You know, they look like a solid team. I mean, they mm-hmm. are miniature versions of miniature and less annoying versions of the Iconics with their mm-hmm. dances and their the cuteness factor, like off the charts. Um, Speaking of teams that could challenge for the uh, the tag team championships on the main roster, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing them come up. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think it's a good win. I'm not surprised that they got the win. Um, they've been doing it for a while, and, you know, when they're in the ring together, they're solid. So um, I like them, and I hope they keep on that on that trajectory. Uh, we also had Escobar, Santos Escobar, pick up a good win. We had Cora J defeat Mandy Rose, kind of leading into that. And I believe we'll get Kaylee Ray and Dakota Kai facing each other for the who gets the advantage in the women's match. So, um, you know, showing that Cora J is, you know, they're getting her on a nice trajectory too, Greg. Um, also, Ivy Nile picked up a win. Uh, who else? Josh Briggs and brooks jensen they defeated grizzled young veterans kind of a surprise win for them but we're getting some other tag teams involved uh gyv greg just i don't know if they're going to be back to their promising prominent prominence like they once were do you think uh do you think they're kind of the gatekeepers now for nxt and they just have to you know kind of lose to up-and-coming teams and maybe pick up some wins here and there like imperium well imperium are champions so Obviously, they're okay, but yeah, GYV, Greg, they might be on the downside now, won't they? I know. I'm, I, that bums me out because I love GYV, and they're, they've been taking losses to everybody. Yeah. So uh, I don't like it. I don't understand it, especially against a team like Brooks and Jensen or whatever their names are. Uh, I, I get it. You wanted to get them over against you know some more seasoned uh, guys, but – GYV deserves a lot more, a lot better than what they're getting. Uh, it was part of just the pain you dues and, you know, helping, you know, your fellow man out, so to speak. But uh, I'm still not a fan of it. I think uh, they'd be better served going back to next to UK and being what they were because they, they're being wasted on the uh, right now. But they're definitely the gatekeepers for sure. 
And then Carmelo Hayes picked up win over Gargano and Dunn, which was good to see because that's the type of win, you know, Carmelo needs to keep making his name bigger. Um, him and Trick Williams kind of picking up those wins there. So um, Tony D'Angelo involved himself, which is why we got the old school and new school guys going at it. So, and I believe they said we're having, there's a vote to see who will be in the men's side of things, Greg, as far as, you know, who will be in the ladder match um, on Tuesday to see which side of the, you know, which side gets the advantage in war games um, because that is actually next week. Uh, and we will be live on Sunday because I have to be out all day Saturday and I just rather pick up things on Sunday. So uh, we'll predict war games on Saturday, Sunday morning and give you all the lowdown on that. Uh, any other NXT thoughts, Greg, that I might've missed that you'd like to throw out there? No, just still sad to watch what NXT has devolved into. Oh yeah. Um, we didn't cover the whole uh, uh, hair versus hair. Uh, I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking <laughs> Braun Strowman. Uh, I saw a clip of the Braun Strowman uh, coming out when Champa was calling somebody or the who's next. Was was was, was I seeing that right or was that a uh, Braun? Was it Braun Strowman? Yeah. Um, unless I was watching a, a, a made-up fan video, it's like you was in the ring calling out, uh, you know, who's next and Stroman came out. That. Yeah. I did not remember seeing that. And I don't, yeah. Cause I thought Stroman went over to impact. So, um, I was a little confused when I watched it last night. Cause I was watching that. Clips. Was a, yeah. I, I'd be curious to see what video, what clips you were watching. Cause, uh, that did not happen. Okay, good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, no, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so maybe it was I know doing, that was somebody's yeah that might be a a hope a fan hopeful video but uh yeah you know um, the only good thing that i drew from that was maybe that means that they would change braun breaker's name because you can't have two bronze on the same show that's true <laughs> now, at least they're different spellings i mean <laughs> so can we we could tell them part that way but uh yeah that yeah that uh that fan must have really wanted um Strowman to challenge for the NXT title, <laughs> apparently. So, um, SmackDown wise, we talked about, um, you know, Roman Reigns. He was out there at the beginning. There was the Sami Zayn won the what it was a Battle Royal Invitational. No Drew in there, Greg, which was interesting. Uh, Drew did come out though and swung his swung his sword around trying to trying to eliminate guys, but. He was not on the actual paper. Um, I felt like it was a cast list, Greg, with all the uh, superstars huddled around trying to see if they made the play or made the team. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny, especially when Sheamus is like, no, don't look there, Drew. You know, that whole movie scene where the, the big player does not get the part or the big star does not get on the team. They have to um, – but Sami Zayn picks up the win, which was, I, you know, I mean – Sami Zayn and Roman will be a fun match. So if it happens, because like I said, I foresee Brock just killing Sammy even before that match <laughs> happens. So because Brock is officially, you know, um, he's off suspension. And I love the the end segment of SmackDown where everyone was just looking at Heyman like, well, you ought to. It's like the old school, <laughs> you know, TV show, like you little 
I'll punch you to the moon, Atlas, you know, that type of deal. So, um, yeah. So, Greg, any thoughts on my prediction of Lesnar just destroying Sammy even before he makes it to the match next week? Um, I think Sammy will be spared until next week. Okay. Um, I would, wouldn't mind seeing um, Sammy, you know, cut and run for a few weeks and then have him and Brock at day one. Mm-hmm. Um, it serves the purpose of Sammy carrying on his conspiracy angle. Plus, um, we get some more mileage between Brock and Roman at WrestleMania um, because you can't have him facing off before then. Yeah. And he would be another, you know, space filler uh, in between. So, and so, yeah, I think that would be the best road for them. Uh, so you can't kill Sammy yet. And um, have them go day one, Roman faces somebody else. Yeah. And then you only have two um, pay-per-views to go until you get to the big show. And then we get rocked. Brock and I want to keep on say Brock and Rock, but Brock and Roman um, head to head for all the marbles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of feels like where we're going. Um, I mean, I could still see Drew sneaking in there, though. I feel like Drew, now that he's starting to get screwed over, does that push him up the ladder? Um, you know, we we thought Jeff Hardy would pick up the win last night, which I would have been okay with, but you know, I like Sami Zayn sneaking out the win. Uh, speaking of Drew, Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy did defeat Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin. How about Cesaro picking up the win over Ridge Holland, Greg? Kind of surprised there. Um, I'm guessing Ridge and Sheamus will just get their, get the victory over Cesaro here in the next couple weeks. But, you know, Cesaro and Ridge and Sheamus, all the international flavor there. You just need Drew in there. Uh, you can have an old League of Nations 2.0. If we wanted to go that route, you know, it was so, so successful last time with Del Rio, Sheamus, or no, Del Rio, Barrett, Rusev, and was it Sheamus maybe? Something like that. But yeah, good old League of Nations. So, um, yeah, but what about Ridge Holland? I thought he looked okay, you know, with Cesaro, but Cesaro picks up the win, Greg. Yeah, it's the way it should be, Um, Mm -hmm. you know. It's Ridge can't come in and start mowing down guys right away. I mean, at least not on Cesaro's level, you know. Yeah. A, a little mid Carters, yeah, but when you start getting up into the uh, you know high altitude, you need to you know pay your dues. So, him squashing Cesaro wouldn't have made sense. Um, still, they you know they had a good match and. You know, Ridge still is a little green, but this is where the relationship with Samus comes in. Um, and so, you know, you're going to have a build with him. And, you know, a year from now, he's going to be, you know, Seamus 2.0. So um, I'm not surprised it ended that way. I, I was expecting him to either beat Ridge or win by disqualification after they jump him. So um, I had him the same outcome just in two different scenarios. Yeah. 
and they don't have any music for Ridge yet because he came out to Seamus. <laughs> so you wonder, yeah, when he'll get his own thing there. But um, Angel Garza defeated Rick Boogs in the Thanksgiving leftovers match. I think that's where we might have heard the let's go Brandon thing from Pat McAfee, but I could be wrong. But um, <laughs> the pies were still left, Greg, because Charlotte threw two pies in Tony Storm's face. So, um, <laughs> you know, I thought that was, a you know, the, the heel getting over. I like Tony Storm just coming back from the first pie. And then she just gets the second one. It just shows that, you know, I'm not going to lay down even with the second pie in my face. So, um, you know, stuff there. I want to talk about, though, I thought it was interesting, Greg, Sasha Banks and Naomi picking up the win over Shayna Baszler and Natalia, And then Sonya playing it up like, good job, girls. Like the very um, sarcastic, you know, cheering of. And, you know, but now, but. So who, you know, we keep saying it's going to be Naomi and Sonya. Is it going to be Sasha and Sonya, though, Greg? Because um, we I did see the backstage segment, too, with them. Archer, Sonya against everybody. <laughs> Sonya is just going to get her cup up and spy, you know, Aliyah, Naomi, and Sasha at some point, you feel like. Yeah, eventually it's going to be a, a coalition of, you know, women against Sonya. And you know they will get their their payback. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it's the whole man keeping us down. You know all over again, except this time it's the woman keeping us down. Yeah. Um, and Sasha's the one who can you know kind of change the narrative on it. So pulling her in, I can see it, but you know, but Sasha, we always wonder if it if it's real. So. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see how it's going to turn out. I'm very, um, I'll be looking forward to seeing how the storyline plays. And we probably still got to throw Aaliyah back in there because, you know, she was kind of screwed over too. So, yeah, uh, it'll be, you know, maybe we do a three on three somehow and that forces, um, uh, Sonia out of power or something like that. But, uh, yeah, um, that's, and then, like we said, Sami Zayn won the, the Black Friday Battle Royale Invitational. But Brock was the big <laughs> spoiler there that he will be coming back. So got a week of Edge coming back and a week of Brock coming back. That's not a bad week for WWE, Greg, um, next week with those two big names coming back. Uh, I mean, we know Brock's agenda, but we don't know Edge's. So I'd be interested to see there. Uh, anything else from SmackDown that you wanted to get me kept caught up on that I might have missed, Greg? Nope, I think we're good. Um, I'm excited to see Brock come back. You know, Brock's my guy, mm-hmm. and um, he's going to come back and he's going to destroy things. And it's like the and old. We still got the Heyman factor. We right. don't know which. You know, we don't know if Heyman's. You feel like Heyman's going to eventually be aligned with him. I mean, that mm-hmm. seems to be the easy way to go. But, but then again, if you keep holding Brock down, that's it's going to make Brock even bigger in people's eyes. So yeah, it's an interesting facet to go. So um, let's do some commercial breaks, get our, get our minds right for AW. We had some war of words there at the beginning of enough AW that we'll uh, of course talk up and uh, yeah. And then we'll call today and wrap up shop and get you ready for next week for war games on Sunday. So uh, let's get some commercials out of the way first. 
What's up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering if you're ready to buy or sell that home. Now's the time, and I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself. 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. Get into your dream home with this man. Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. So AEW got started off with a fire promo between MJF, CM Punk. You know, we I thought maybe we might just play up the CM Punk doesn't want to go to war with him because he knows he can better it, out better him, outdo him, which I think he did. Um, you had the line of um, CM Punk telling MJF, "You think you're somebody when in fact you're a less famous Miz," and then you also had. <laughs> Um, MJF dropping bombs like, well, you're just the guy that coming out that should be preaching hustle, loyalty, and respect. So called him a John Cena wannabe. Uh, but the you know, at the end of the day, it was CM Punk who said the only way you'll become the number one guy is if your Tony Khan has a daughter and you <laughs> marry her, which is of course a plug at Triple H. So I believe CM Punk won big time, Greg. I mean, MJF held his own. There's no doubt about it. But I thought CM Punk got the better of it. And that's, you know, that's not saying a lot because CM Punk, we know what he can do. So, um, you know, I thought MJF held his own in a way. But also I thought MJF was a little taken aback at times. So, uh, and of course, MJF is 25. I mean, (laughs) or 26 maybe, you know, he's. You know, CM Punk cut his promo at 30. I mean, you know, the famous pipe bomb was probably about 30. Well, I guess in the late 20s. But, you know, guys still find their way here and there. So um, there's no doubt MJF can still do any, you know. I think this is the first time that MJF, like I said, was really with somebody who could outdo him and probably realized, uh (laughs) uh-oh, I got a little more work to do. (laughs) You know, if Dusty Rhodes was there, you know, he could give him a little more, little more umph. So uh, what do you think, Greg, about the, um, the, the promo war between the two? Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Capital OMG. 20 minutes. All the fire too. emojis. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was shocked that that went so long, but man, it went you know, they spent their time in there, but uh, mm-hmm. it's when they were done, it, you, you wanted to hear some more, yes. um, which is the first rule of comedy. Always leave them wanting more. 
You did not um, want to see QT Marshall get his ass kicked by CM Punk, which happened. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Right. But at least it happened <laughs> in short order because, yes. you know, well, it should I'd rather have 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather have 20 minutes of Punk and MJF and mm-hmm. three minutes of of uh, him and QT than the other way around. So um, they did it the right way for sure. Oh man, the the lines they were dropping were epic, and the uh, bringing the WWE into it in a not so vague way was awesome. Uh, the less famous Miz line that was the first one that popped me out of my chair. I mean, it was like watching one of the uh, the old rap battles where uh, a guy hits the guy hard and his his whole crew oh. Oh yes, you know, going back and forth like that, um, but you could hear the crowd was was the uh, entourages, and every time they got in a good one, the whole crowd just went nuts. Um, so the less famous Miz thing, MJF comes back, and this is going to be over faster than your UFC career. Yeah, me being a UFC fan, I loved that line. That was awesome. Um, just so much meat on the bone between these two and they did not hold back. It was so great. Um, and I wanted to see more. It went 18 minutes long, but he still wanted to see them keep going. Um, so, you know, I, I need them to put the match away for another two, three weeks so we can get some more promos like that. Um, uh, but wow. Yeah. I think, uh, aside from, the smorgasbord I had Thursday night, that was the favorite thing I saw all week. <laughs> well, then I do want to talk about the other, I think it's pretty big, Dante Martin Team Taz segment, Greg. It was kind of like, a, it felt like a throwaway segment because it was just in the middle of the you know night, but he signs the contract to Team Taz and he gets a bag of chips from Hook. Because that was in the previous time when Hook tried to offer them the chips and he said no in the ring. So you got you to get every little thing right, Greg. But uh, And it makes sense, like we said before, Dante Martin <laughs> with Leo Rush, who's like four years, five years older than him. But then you have Taz, who's literally a ring veteran, <laughs> you know, however many years. And it's Taz, who, you know, is still my, you know, ECW, um, not Rushmore. Which you know we never go yeah. on that, but if we ever did, I mean Taz is, you know Taz is up there. But um, and then Absolutely. the brother of Dante Martin the next day put FTW um, as his profile picture, so it sounds like he could be in Team Taz as well. But doesn't that mean Leo Rush still needs <laughs> backup if he's going to go against you know Team Taz, Greg? He does. Um, and or does he join them? As soon as I saw those. Is that no, too many because guys? you can't have two mouthpieces in the same group. That's true. And and Leo isn't just going to sit there and and be a worker bee. He's got to be in the, the limelight. Head. So yeah, um, he, I think he's going to find some people to go up against Team Taz. Uh, I'm like you. I, I like Dante going over to Team Taz, and um, I think he's going to. We're going to get to see a side of him that we haven't seen yet. Um, yeah. because we're going to get to see his heel chops. And it's not usual for 
a heel to be as high flying as he is. So it's going to be something new do all around. Too. Like right. you wonder if he'll tone that down because you know, like it's like the young bucks, like the young bucks work a very face style, but at the end of the day, they're still heels and they do heel stuff here and there, there, you know, Greg, but they do the hot tag. They do the high flying stuff. They get the crowd into it. So it's weird how they work, you know, um, the, the flight or what top flight could really learn something from the young bucks and like trying to work that, uh, two side. Or I was thinking, you know, does Dante do the, I'm going to just destroy the group from the inside. I mean, we could always go that route too. Um, but like you yep. said, I think the bigger deal would be giving Dante a more rounded character and giving some heel side to it. And I guess I almost thought Leo could join them if you maybe don't always have Taz available. So maybe Leo is that secondary voice, you know, in the ring or, you know, I don't know, but I'll be curious to see who Leo gets. I mean, Brian Cage still is out there. I mean, we haven't seen him. What? <laughs> I guess they just forgot about Brian yeah, Cage, Greg, because we haven't seen him and since he lost the FTW um, strap. Or you could have Ricky Starks get jealous of Dante and somehow, you know, splinter the group. So there's routes you could go. But I thought that's that true. was – it's interesting because it was just a small segment, but there should be a bigger storyline out of it. So – um, I was kind of surprised that they yeah. threw it the way they did. Go ahead. And also, um, when you think about the fact that we barely know the sound of Dante Martin's voice. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if this is the way him coming out of his shell and getting on the stick and showing another side of his personality, um, you know, switching up his ring work a little bit. Only good for him. And. Yeah, I mean, this this is another layer to the onion that is going to make us buy into him even more. Um, you know, we love the high-flying acrobat, but that's all we've seen. We haven't seen him do anything else. So if he can show he has, or with Team Taz, he develops a mat game, and then he develops stick game. And so eventually he's going to have all three of those elements uh, going for him. You know, that's... Uh, that's, you know, character development. That's drama one-on-one right there. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think he needs that because, you know, we love him as he is, but when they can show us wrinkles, you know, that they add it to their game, you know, makes us love him even more. So even as a heel, he can still, like, really break out um, by doing that, showing us, um, you know, more skills and showing that he can do something on the mic because he barely looks into the camera. He barely says anything. So yeah. this could be that moment. Um, Gun Club is still undefeated, if anybody cares. Uh, they defeat a bear country, <laughs> which I still laugh at bear country. Like, you know, they have those little bear masks and they come out and that's their gimmick. But, hey, it works for them. So, um, But we also had Sting and Darby Allen come out to chase off you know, gun club. I'm going to assume they give them their first loss and kind of move on from there. Um, how about Thunder Rosa continue to roll? But we also saw Jamie Hayter possibly get cost the match by Britt Baker, Greg. I think I think the timing's right to probably break up that. You know, I think Britt and Rebel are really best on their own. I think it was a good way to introduce Jamie. And now Jamie's fine to go do her mm -hmm. own thing. And be a heel as you know, be a heel if she needs to be. But um, uh, and last night we even saw 
Jamie kind of not wanting to be in the corner and stuff. So, uh, Greg, what do you think about Jamie, you know, possibly leaving that group soon, sooner rather than later? Yeah, I'm, I agree. I'm for that. Uh, she's kind of getting lost in her shuffle anyway because Britt and, and Reba are, you know, the ones Miles that... Miles ahead of her. <laughs> you know, command. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, it's a great introduction, the way to bring her out, reintroduce her to the fans. But now we know who she is, you know, purpose served, and, you know, let her go off and do her own thing. And, you know, an introductory... Um, little thing with with Britt uh, on the way out the door be a good thing you know raise her profile you know put her in a main event or a semi-main event and uh, you know showcase her talent some more and then let her fly and uh, man Brian Danielson Colt Cabana I think that's the best Colt Cabana's looked in the ring in a while uh, I believe he even lost part of a tooth or something it looked like Danielson picked yeah. up was like looking I think that was part of a tooth um, so, you know, those two guys, you talk about having a good friendship <laughs> here, kick out, you know, <laughs> kick out part of my tooth. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it was an accident, but you know, I mean, just two guys that, you know, what was their, their big home documentary movie was like the wrestling road diaries and to get it on this national stage. I mean, Brian obviously has always done it, you know, but I feel like this is Colt Cabana's really, you know, a nice come out party for him. We also saw. Hangman come out there, try to challenge him. Do we do we see that match as winner is coming? Brian Danielson and Hangman Page, Greg. It looks that way. Um, from what I've seen, it looks that way that um, there's no other match on the horizon that makes sense. Um, you know, Danielson hasn't finished cutting through the dark order yet. Um, but it's going to take five, six more weeks to do that. And I don't think um, they're going to be willing to wait that long. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, winner is coming is, is it. He's going to beat uh, 10 this next week. And then uh, winner is coming is another, what, two weeks away. Mm -hmm. So I think he, you know, is he getting, can take out two more guys. He's getting somebody next week. I forget which one. Either five or ten. I think he's yeah. getting five. Uh, is that Alan or I can never remember their names, but no. um, I think he's getting number five next week. And like you know, and like we said, if okay. they if they could do some, I, I mean, I wonder if you do some DQ. Like, do you want Danielson to lose this early? Uh, well, let's see. When it, he's been out for what three months? Or in the organization for three almost months. Almost six. Almost, yeah. Because um, it was at... Almost six. So, so half out, a year well, already. Was it all out or... Um, yeah, it was all out. Oh, so only a few months. Sorry. So, okay. <laughs> it's felt like he's been here forever. It has. He looks like such a natural there. and It's where he yeah. should have been a long time ago. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, three months, three and a half, four months... Um, you know, that's a decent amount of time before you take your first loss. Um, I see what they're doing with him, and I I like his character, you know, making him, you know, a jerk of a heel, but he is the guy that you can't beat, and he's going to, you know, smash you on and talk smack to you while he's doing it. 
Um, you know, I enjoy those type of heels because when they yeah. take that loss, it's, it feels better when you're watching it. Um, it feels like a bigger payoff for the guy who gets the win. So um, is it too soon? No. Um, you know, he can take one loss and n- nothing will change, especially if it's against Heyman. Um, at the same time, if he wins and carries that persona while he's here holding the championship, oh, my goodness. Uh, people are going to hate him because of his attitude and because of the fact that he dethroned Hangman so soon. So um, it's a win-win on either situa- either side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I guess it would be different than Omega. But I do think, do we want to cycle right back to a heel champion so soon too? Because, you know, Hangman, I mean, I guess I, but then again, you wonder if it's Hangman better in chase mode. So it is a weird dynamic. Like you could almost go either way. Like you give Hangman the legitimate win over him and he keeps moving ahead. Or you give Brian the win and he's a heel champion for, you know, probably should be a year. And you put Hangman in chase mode to overcome him down the road. Um, yeah. So it, but like we said, winner is coming is on December 15th. So I could see that. I mean, I feel like that's, you had the last year you had Kenny Omega defeat John Moxley there. So I feel like you'll have another title mm-hmm. match, but then we also have that. Um, I was going to ask you about this, Greg battle for the belts and that's in Greensboro. I don't know where Greensboro is in relation to you, but that's like a Saturday night in January. I think it is. So I don't know if you'll be able to attend that or not, but I saw that was happening as well. Almost like night of champions for, you know, WWE, but. Uh, anyway, interesting. Gr- um, what, what kind of what kind of uh, trip is Greensboro for you? Is that um, a long drive? No, it wouldn't be that far. It's it's not any farther than here to from Charlotte to Raleigh, which is where oh, I'm okay. now. So, uh, okay. two two and a half hours. Okay. So, so easy road trip for something like that. And it's on a Saturday too, so at least that gives you, you know, like a weekend. So. That gives you a little more, but um, yeah. So we'll see um, battle for the belt belts, I guess it is. So every title will be on the line there. Um, the other thing we also had uh, Cody Rhodes with death triangle, which is still a weird team for us, but uh, the heels came up on it. Andrade El Idolo, Malachi Black, FTR. We saw a little rift there between Pac and Cody Rhodes, which I think we need to do. I feel like Cody Rhodes, Greg, Probably needs to be on his own, you know, really trying to – I I almost feel like that might help him in the face side, but then again, it might just make him more hated. But, um, you know, I, I don't mind a Cody Rhodes and Pac kind of side feud, you know, but all eight of these guys just kind of feuding with each other. I feel like there's got to be some end game, and I do I – do, I did see FTR and Lucha Bros are going to do two out three falls. Because we know that FTR loves two out of three falls. Just ask DIY. Um, I believe that was yep. what takeover. Was that takeover? Was that the Canada one? I think. Because there was a takeover in Canada one. I know I but saw anyways, it. But I don't know where it was. Yeah, but but that was like yeah, that was the they were both submission and they were like trying to hold each other's hand. Like yeah, there was a lot of good stuff in there. But anyways, so uh, we'll get Lucha Bros and. FTR two out three falls, I believe, for 
I don't know which title it is, Greg. Uh, one of the titles. We'll see if uh, whichever title it is. But uh, what do you think about the eight-man tag team battle? I mean, they just let them go at it. You know, no chain wrestling, no feeling out process. I mean, it was just balls to the wall. I think there was some spit involved. The, the black mist of, <laughs> of uh, Malachi Black came in play. Yeah. So, yeah, all kinds of good stuff there in that eight-man tag match at the end. Yeah, I usually hate these matches with, you know, six, eight men um, when they're not closely associated with each other. I mean, if it was, um, you know, a, you know, you have Death Triangle who is, you know, they are a threesome. Um, but when you start mixing random parts in there, it it makes a hot mess usually, but this one was an exception. Uh, this was a great match. Everybody's flying all over the place. Um, I loved it. Every time Cody stepped in the ring, he got booed out of the building. He um, got his, uh, and he got a little Chicago. The belt threw back. I, yep. I That's felt bad for saying. Aubrey. I'm Good like, don't Chicago. throw that Aubrey. <laughs> you got to love Chicago crowds. He throws the belt in the crowd. They throw it back. I was like, that was great. I think he, I think he whispered to her it's coming back. I think is what somebody said. So like, I think she knew it was coming, but I didn't think you know that's you know not like you can throw a belt. <laughs> you don't have much aim when you're throwing that, you know, because there's, there's some right. weight to it too. Isn't I mean not like heavy, but there's you know a little bit of weight just because that's what you wear when you're working out or whatever. So uh, yeah, I felt bad for Aubrey. Yeah. I'm like, well, don't take it out on Aubrey. She didn't do anything. <laughs> Right, and good luck teaching or uh, getting the crowd or whoever gets that belt convinced to throw it back because I don't know if I catch anything from a wrestler, you just go in my pocket or oh yeah, well that's welded. That's why I was surprised. I'm like, so even if it's a person you hate, it's still something you got like wrestling. Like exactly, that's kind of cool. But uh, like you said, we know how Chicago Chicago fans are different. They're built different. <laughs> exactly. So shout out to Chicago. That was amazing. Um, and anybody who tells me that Ray, Ray Phoenix isn't the greatest luchador on the planet, come <laughs> at me, bro. I will fight you because you are wrong. And I would tell you so many reasons you're wrong. Um, every time this guy is in a match, he shows me something I haven't seen before. And after almost 40 years of watching pro wrestling, and that is something that I do not say because figure we've seen everything and every variation possible, but Ray yeah. Phoenix keeps doing unbelievable stuff. Um, this match was awesome off the charts, and you know love it when they let him go and be, you know, be engineers of their craft. And yeah. you know, unlike you know being scripted to death, when these guys can get in the ring together and do it the way they want to do it. You know, you get stuff like this. You get epicness. And, you know, this is why AEW is going to pass WWE in the next year. Um, I'm calling that right now. It's going to become the number one program. Um, and just because the, the guys have that freedom. So this is a great match. It set, it set up a whole lot of other things with, uh, you know, the two out of three falls coming with, uh you know, Cody and his eventual heel turn. I'm telling you, it's going to happen now. <laughs> um, he's 
going to keep saying it's not going to turn, but he is going to turn. If he keeps getting booed out of every arena, as soon as he steps in the ropes, yeah, he is. Now he's turn. in Atlanta um, next week, Greg. As like that's I, he's from Marietta, which is a suburb of Atlanta. So you wonder, like maybe will he get some hometown love? No, Atlanta's going <laughs> to play the game too. <laughs> okay. They're I mean, going to. Yeah, he's wonder. still going to get booed. Um, <laughs> you know, we're we're it, we're too into it, and, and you know they love to hate him, and. Yeah. It's great because we need we need to see it. We need to see, you know, black hair, vigilante Cody uh, come out because like we're, we're tired of, his, of start of his um his he, run. You know, outside the right. WWE, brownish hair and yeah. you know, kind of a different. Well, he almost did that uh, Maverick type thing. We had like the like a flight jacket on for a little bit, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I like this Cody. You know. The blonde. It is interesting that people are. I like we said. We. I'm just curious. What part do people hate? <laughs> like, do you know? <laughs> I mean, he get, he he did the whole. I'm never going to challenge for the championship. Like he lost that match. You know, you would have thought, oh, he's going to win that match. I mean, you know, he is always featured. I mean, like I said, some of the promos personally have rubbed me the wrong way. I felt like they were too forced and too. Mm-hmm. politically driven for my liking, but um, especially when you consider his political side of things, but yeah. So it's just been, it, it's been an interesting because he, I mean, he was loved what just a year ago. I mean, it's not like it's, yeah. you know, it's not like it's been brewing from the beginning, Greg, you know, it's been, it's just been a interesting summer or, you know, maybe a little bit before I was, I was trying to think of all out, like who did he face it all out? Cause I don't, I, well, it seemed like the Anthony Agogo stuff is where that turned. I think mm-hmm. the summer was a rough summer for him. So, yeah, well, the the honeymoon is over. We gave we gave him plenty of flowers for being the face <laughs> yeah, of AEW true. when you know from their first show and you know destroying the throne and mm-hmm. we gave him plenty of love, so much love, just. Loved him all over the place. Every time he stepped out, he got the biggest pops. And, you know, he, he's got a year's worth of flowers um, for our, of gratitude for bringing AEW. What do you think um, people want to see out you know, of him? I mean, that's what I can't figure out. Like, okay, if he, heal, if he turns heel, like, is that what people want to see? Is that it? Like, then they'll be like, okay, yeah, cool. No, well, like, not exactly. They just gotta, you know, show us something new. I mean, he's been the okay. same. He's been That's the one true. character who hasn't that. evolved. That's true. Okay. Um, I can give you. Everybody's that. involved in like their the own Young way. Bucks, Kenny Omega, yeah, Hangman, yeah, like the main, and you know, they're the EV. Well, we don't know how much. I'm hearing they're having less power, which is interesting. But um, then you had the Young Bucks sign a contract that goes to 2024. Which makes you wonder, you know, what do you do after that? I'm sure they just keep signing short-term contracts, but you know, uh, still something out there, Greg, that you know we never know could happen. Um, but I, I'll give you that. I do understand what you're saying. Like, we've seen the same Cody. You know, like if Bray Wyatt came, Bray Wyatt's gonna go against Cody. <laughs> like, you know, he's kind of this mm-hmm. weird gatekeeper type that guys have to go through. And even the Anthony Agogo stuff, it didn't even do anything. <laughs> like. You know, we haven't seen Anthony Agogo like since then, it feels like. So, um, right. you know, maybe work visa or something there 
Um, but yeah, so I, I'll give you that. Like, yes, probably does need a different, even if he were to stay face, give us something more with it. You know, not this just, yeah. Like, like we said with CM Punk, like when is that going to wear off for CM Punk? The I'm happy to be here, you know, insert, because MJF did bring that up, you know, insert city name, insert person that gets my match, insert, you know, at the pay-per-view. And you do wonder, you know, if that's going to rub off for CM Punk sooner rather than later. Right. And um, I I don't think it's going to happen for him because he's getting into more meaningful rivalries. He's getting, um, and that's what he's starting to get that edge back. It started with Eddie Kingston, and now it's definitely getting turned up with uh, MJF. And we're going to see more of old punk come out because uh, he's got a, a foil that's going to bring that out of him. Um, Cody has done that. Kind he's of been more focused. Yeah. On like he's been just focused anything. on just <laughs> random guys and going nowhere. And he's had opportunities to really showcase against, you know, other star level talent. And he hasn't done it. You know, the open challenge was just random indie guys and it was useless. And then when Brody beat him, that was, um, he took his biggest uh, moment in a loss. And we were happy that he was gone and hopefully he'd come back. And all he came back with was a neck tattoo. So, um, that's, that's it with Cody. We just need to see something different, see him change up his style somehow. Um, you know, he doesn't need to go heel, but he does need to do something different. Um, yeah. Tone down that entrance. Stop being so, you know, <laughs> self-important on your promos. Yeah. Um, and that's during the crying mind. baby face, um, you know, speeches in all of his promos, he just gets old. So, you know, have some fire, call somebody out, you know, toss some smack. And, you know, he's not doing that. You know, Arn's. We thought him more, and Penta would have done um, something, and then that never, what, they just did a one off on that. Like, that should have been the moment that yeah. you really start doing something. And even for Penta, that would have been something good for him because, you know, we haven't seen him do much outside of uh, the tag team, Greg. And, like, you know, uh, Penta can probably do a lot more, you know, and I, I kind of Absolutely. feel like he's been, he's probably been held down a little bit and I'm sure he's loving just tag teaming with his brother. But at the same time, you wonder, does he want to do more outside of that? You know, and even Ray Phoenix on the opposite end, I wonder if he wants to do more. Like, like you said, he could do stuff with Dante Martin, you know, him and Nick Jackson had oh. a singles oh. match. That was like really good. I mean, you got our, even pack, like Pat can fly when he needs to, but then he also, you know, he's hard hitting. So it's like, you got guys now. I mean, uh, Ray Phoenix and Brian Danielson. I mean, there's guys out there now that, you know, could do stuff. So um, do some rampage real quick, Greg, if you, you win, then we'll finish up there. Uh, we saw Orange Cassidy and um, We Are Yuta, of course, lose because We Are Yuta loses everything. Um, that's the big the big storyline on BTE as well. He has to watch his matches back and try to figure out where he's going wrong, and it's not <laughs> helping. But um, uh, Bobby Fish picked up the win, though, Greg. You know, we kept talking. Uh, Bobby Fish really hasn't won anything, so at least he got to pick up the win for um, his team, Adam Cole-wise. 
Uh, any thoughts on that opening? I thought it was pretty solid tag team match that took up most of the most of that first hour or most of the hour of you know rampage. So um, good stuff there. I thought, Greg. Yeah, um, I'm liking seeing Bobby Fish in this kind of different light. You know, they still have their little inside jokes to the uh, undisputed era um, time, but seeing him, you know, in this light, you know, getting to be more of a character instead of just another uh, pawn and, you know, playing into the background. I'm liking this Bobby Fish. Um, Yuta has been around for a, a minute and he's, like you said, he's never won anything. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, he gets some some stroke for being part of the best friend. So, um, and now the, what do you call them, the chaos, chaos group or yeah. something Rocky like that. Romero. Um, Which is so funny because then right. last night they were like best friends. <laughs> so I guess it depends on if Rocky Romero is going to be on TV, whether they're chaos or not. Um, yeah, that's that's not going to be confusing at all, Greg. <laughs> no, not at all. We do. I, I do yeah, think we just it is see interesting. Whose logo is at the bottom of the screen? <laughs> yeah, it is interesting why they have so many factions too. But that's a whole other ball of wax for me and AW. But I guess that's what New Japan does. It is what it is. So, um, what else happened? Oh, what about Tony Nice? <laughs> the premier athlete is going to challenge um, Sammy Guevara. I like Sammy Guevara kind of going against guys his size. I think that helps him as well. You know, maybe we'll get Lance Archer and him down the road. Which Lance Archer, there's another guy, Greg, that we haven't seen anything from in a while. So, um, but yeah, I I like Jay Lethal going at Sammy Guevara. You know, we also, um, who else was, I'm trying to think of who else went after him. But I, I think those type of guys are best fitted for Sammy Guevara right now. And like we said, giving Sammy Guevara that TNT title to really shine is important. So uh, Tony Nese, Greg, and Sammy Guevara, any thoughts there? Yeah, I'm naturally curious about it. Um, if uh, they give Tony Nese a new uh, character, new wrinkle to his game, if he comes in with a vest that uh, is cut out for his abs, I'm going to turn his TV yeah. off right away. Um, <laughs> the eight pack. But uh, I saw from right. <laughs> uh, I saw from two hundred five. You know, the guy can go when he wants to, and so you know, this is a moment where he can really show out and. Against Sammy, he's going to look like a million bucks. So I'm going to be anxious to see how it turns out. Uh, expecting a great match just because we've seen when these guys come over uh, from WWE and are allowed their own devices, um, they do a great job. Thank so, you um, I, I haven't seen anybody really fail yet uh, mm-hmm. when you think about it. Even the 2.0 guys are, are really uh, – hitting their stride so and i didn't even i didn't care for those guys at all but um what a difference the uh, environment makes so um i'm expecting a great match with sammy and and tony and you know like i said a year from now AEW will be the top program on tv period uh rio Got a win over Britt Baker, so now she earns a title shot. That was a surprise there because you know how big Britt is. But at the same, you know, and this is all the old WWE trick, like, oh, they beat the champion. So that now they played it up like she had a Black Friday deal, which 
<laughs> they really played up the Black Friday stuff a lot last night on Rampage, Greg. But yes, um, how about Rio pick up the win over Britt for a title shot? A little shocking. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't expect anybody to beat Britt these days. And, yeah. you know, even the ones who come in with some fanfare like Ruby Soho, um, they you know get their, their moment and then they lose. So Rio coming back, you know, I know the, the crowd loves Rio, you know, first ever champ. Mm-hmm. And um, it just seemed like the, the same formula that she was going to come in, have a good match and lose. So uh, this was the most shocking moment of the night for me of seeing her come out and, you know, squeak out a win. So, um, but good match. And it, it, they're going to elaborate on that even more when the title bout comes around. Uh, and then, yeah, speaking of 2.0, Greg, we had Eddie Kingston pick up win over their son, <laughs> Danny Garcia, Daniel Garcia. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, you know, Greg, Eddie Kingston always needs a tag team partner. So Jericho comes down to make the save. So it looks like we'll get Jericho and Eddie Kingston. Um, I think, is that the battle of Dod- dad bods versus uh, 2.0? <laughs> because, you know, you got Jericho with his little – his little dad bod. You got Eddie Kingston, obviously, with his dad bod. So, yeah. Um, like you said, though, I, I like 2.0. They're kind of fun on BTE. They're the current BTE champion. So they have a title belt for that and they talk up different stuff. Um, it's funny because they're Canadian, but they have these, you know, kind of New Jersey accents about them. So that's always, you know, cool. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, Dan, you know, Daniel Garcia, I thought he was getting some shine there, Greg, and now he's kind of, you know, relegated a little bit back, I think. But, um, yeah, not a bad match for Kingston to pick up the win, you know, gives him somebody other than Moxley. Um, I know there was a pre-tape match, so everybody was saying, oh, John Moxley's back, but there was actually a match taped a month or so ago that was John Moxley and Eddie Kingston against um, Suzuki Gun, which is Lance Archer, and Suzuki. So Moxley's not back yet, Greg, but uh, he does have a match out there in case people want to see it. So um, best wishes to Moxley. Hopefully he's back sooner rather than later. Uh, I saw Renee Young has been tweeting from her new city. Uh, Looks like she's getting out about in Cincinnati, which I think is still funny. Like, can you imagine just like seeing, you know, (laughs) her and Moxley like hanging out at Skyline, like in Cincinnati, Greg? (laughs) I don't know. I'm. I don't know if you know, but Skyline is Skyline Chili is the big deal there in Cincinnati. It was founded there, so um, yeah. I'd be curious. To, you know, it'd be a lot different than seeing them in Cincinnati than you know Vegas. I feel like so. Uh, but anyway, some thoughts on 2.0 against um, Jericho and Kingston, Greg. I'm guessing that'll happen maybe next Rampage or Dynamite. Yeah, just uh, another you know, fresh matchup and, you know, putting some more shine on, you know, guys who would not get it in their previous yeah. environments. Um, 2.0 barely got a backstage segment in WWE. And, um, you know, now they're getting some feature time on, um, on AEW and showing that they're, they're actually, you know, pretty decent team. And yeah, you add in their, you know, comic chops, and their ability to be antagonistic, um, 
It all works. You know, there's a lot of <laughs> mileage to go. Yeah, it does work. And I was a little surprised because from the little bit I saw of them in NXT uh, floating around backstage, I was like, why are these guys even here? But, yeah. you know, now we see it. And, you know, it's good. I'm liking it. And, you know, rising tide lifts all boats. So um, Kingston and Jericho are going to make these guys look like a million bucks. And, you know, gonna everybody's going to get And they'll better, make them so. look like a million bucks with selling. Uh, and then Daniel Garcia, right. he kind of remind me of Lance Storm, where he's just going to go out there and, you know, be serious. Uh, I, I would love for him to start saying that. Maybe he can ask Lance Storm, Greg, if uh, if he could borrow that <laughs> line, because I feel like that would give Garcia something. Because he reminds me a lot of Lance Storm in that regard, you know, that whole serious aspect. So, um, well, that was the week in wrestling. Anything? I know we kind of – we. I think we overstuffed on food, Greg. So I wanted to give a lighter um, <laughs> show today. You know, how was your Thanksgiving? So you were in Raleigh. Is that where family's at, or you just made it down there? Because um, did you say you have a a travel story to share here, Greg? About yeah, your um, travels. I do. It's just the uh, the best laid plans of mice and men. You know about that. Um, uh-huh. I was totally planning on coming down because my uh, family lives here in Raleigh. Okay. And the surrounding area. And this is the first time I've had Thanksgiving dinner with them since I was a teenager. Um, crisscross the country for a couple decades. And um, always somewhere different, it seemed like, every year. And um, finally made it back. Lived, been living in Charlotte for two, week, two years. And um, figured I would come down, spend Thanksgiving, come back Friday, be ready to do the show from my place, you know, Saturday, bing, bang, boom. Of course, it's not that easy. Um, so I bought a new Jeep two weeks ago, right? <laughs> you know, the, the old whip was was uh, on its last legs and it was time to turn it in, so I did. Um, the new whip was awesome. Made it all the way down to, uh, to Raleigh, no problem. Pulling the Costco, get the uh, the cheapest gas I can find. Shout out to Costco. And um, as soon as I pull off, like every light on the oh. dashboard goes off. Uh-oh. Um, the traction light, the yeah. engine light. It the, just died? Um, well, not quite. The, okay. Even the <laughs> speedometer just blanked out, and it said yeah. service transmission. I'm like, what the? And... Um, yeah. It the, the power diminished big time. Um, yeah. So I quickly put in the closest Jeep dealership I could find. And yeah. it was like four, four miles away. And I uh-huh. coasted that thing all the way there. And it barely made it, but it finally made it. Um, funny thing is, is that when I pulled it into the service bay and the next bay next to me, there was the exact same vehicle as mine. Same color, oh wow! Same model, same is this everything. A brand new, it, like twenty twenty one, or is this certified? No, it's a certified. Anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. Like mine was twenty fourteen. Okay. Yeah, wow. certified pre owned, and the the I pulled into the exact same model that was a twenty fifteen, <laughs> and wow. um, yeah. I get out. The owner of the other car is standing there, and 
I was like, did you see this? Yep, did you see this? Yeah, did you Same thing happened to wow. both our vehicles at the same time. And uh, that was just funny that we end up parked next to each other. So apparently there's a recall, powertrain, yada, yada. Oh, End of the story is they want to keep the vehicle all weekend oh. and service the recall. And yeah. yeah, so I was planning on being back and today. No, and no rentals, I right? Like there's no. Because when I, I actually went to did get a rental. Car... Okay, you did. Okay. Because when I went to take yeah, my car in, the guy's like, we got no loaners. We got no rentals. I was like, okay. I was like, well, that's helpful. <laughs> so I just had to borrow like a family car, like my mom's car for a few days while they were server. This was October-ish, like during my fall break, which was fine because I was yeah. home. But, you know, wow. And that's so weird that the same time, I mean, that's almost like when me and my brother, so within hours of each other, Greg, both had a kidney stone on the same day. Like I was coming Whoa. home from the ER and he was calling my mom saying that he was at immediate care getting checked out for a kidney stone. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> like, wow. You know, our bot and we're like two and a half years apart, you know, like if we were twins or something or, you know, Irish twins, like, but yeah, so same exact day that we uh, <laughs> had a kidney stone, which, yeah, I don't wish that on anybody. That was a, uh, that was not a fun pain. So I can uh, imagine. Well, so you get so you're getting your car back today, or you have to wait till like Monday. Yeah, they don't know. There's like oh, okay. we want to keep it for until the weekend, they get the so piece can... or whatever they get to. Yeah. So they want to drive. At least it you got, and sure you're at your family's house. Happen. So that's good. I guess you're at your family's house though, or not? Or were you like yeah, I am. it up? Okay. No, I ended up staying with my brother. We okay. just moved into a new apartment, so. Okay. Uh, so has no TV, extra... which why I couldn't catch up on all the shows. But yeah, extra few um, days you know, to is what it is. hang out. <laughs> wow, well that's yeah, that's plane trains and automobile they, um, story right there. <laughs> no kidding. Thank goodness for warranties because I did get a uh, a rental. They gave me a Hyundai Elantra, which okay. isn't bad. But if I was any but lower it's... to the ground, I'd be sitting in the oh. street. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, it is fun. It is funny once you have. Car. Like I have an expedition. Like I won't go back to a car because I like that feeling of being <laughs> up. You know, like it's that we like even if I get in my mom's Jeep Cherokee, it feels like a little bit lower, you know, and I'm like, wow. And but um, yeah, like I joke, I'm like, I'm not gonna get a car now. Like I'm always gonna get an SUV. Um, you know, maybe I'll get a know, Ford I mean, sitting in that car Ford two fifty like next <laughs> with the the uh, what's that new that new um Ford has like the tailgate that goes out to the side, it goes like down. It has like a step. Oh, yeah. There's like a work. It's like the, yeah. it's all the all purpose um, tailgate, which is, I mean, crazy to see, you know, what they can do now. But um, yeah. So, anyways, uh, well, happy Thanksgiving. Glad. Did you get some good food? Are you a big turkey guy? Are you not a big turkey guy? Um, not a big jerky guy, but I'll eat it if it's there. Um, okay. we had a huge, huge, huge spread and, uh, okay. yeah, we're still eating it, of course, but <laughs> yeah. everything was, <laughs> you should have dropped it amazing. off to the SmackDown. Um, well, SmackDown was in oh, North shoot. Carolina last night. Was that in Greensboro last they were. night? Okay. 
Um, they kept yeah, saying home of Jeff Greensboro. Hardy, which I think Hardy's from Cameron. I think they're from right. Cameron, North Carolina. I don't know anything yeah, about going on proximity <laughs> where now. cities are. So um, I am a big turkey leg guy. So I get, I'm not joking, Greg, the turkey leg. Like my family just hands me the turkey leg. And I just kind of, I'm like the, <laughs> you know, the old medieval times. I just feel like I'm like just gnawing on that, right? Like, you know, five minutes and then I'm done. But anyways, like I get the turkey leg. That's my, that's my thing. And rolls. Give me, I just want my own bowl of rolls. Like that's just all I need is <laughs> the turkey. <laughs> Give me all the, the carbs. Like, but yeah, um, I don't, but I'm Butter not the, jelly. I don't do what? Butter and jelly on the rolls? No, no, no. Just tip, take off the top and eat it straight up. No butter. I just get the, I just go plain. <laughs> I might, I, we sometimes used to do um, butter on the top. Like we put a little and then cook them. So it already be buttered up, but no, no jelly, no butter. Sure. I just, just give me a straight up roll and some corn. I'm a, I, I, and people joke, they're like, oh, you're a yellow food eater because, you know, corn's yellow. Bread is whitish. I'm a very light eater, so um, yeah. I think I had some mac and yeah, cheese. Give me that the yams. Too. Give me the stuffing. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, uh, give, me give me that turkey yams, leg. Give me like, the stuffing. Give me the. Uh, yep, the ham and the. Oh, and we had ribs, which were, oh, were yeah, amazing. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Now, okay. There you go. Now Christmas we do. Sometimes we do turkey and a ham, and we'll and I oh I love me some ham, like hot ham, fresh out of the oven. Just ooh, that's good. Yep. But I don't like it the next day because it's cold. But but give me those first few slices, like right as they're. I'm like I don't even want to like just cut it. Come on, let's like you know, it's like me and chocolate chip cookies. Like I give them a minute to cook, and then I'm like pop them in my mouth. Just give them me. I should not do this podcast before I eat lunch. You probably heard <laughs> know, my stomach already. I was going to say, you probably already heard my stomach on the podcast. But anyways, so um, that is the end of our show as we are riffing on anything but wrestling. But I think we'll have some stuff to talk about next week with the return of Edge, with the return of Brock. Um, and we got more games happening. So we'll go live on Sunday, um, probably the 1030, 11-ish. I think that'll be you know, a good time, Greg. Um, and then my sure. next week, we'll probably have to do Sunday as well. But anyways, because I, uh, John Cena, December 11th, I should go live from there. I wonder if he'll let me go live. That'd be kind hey. of fun. Just do a quick, like, you know, hey, what's up? But we'll see. Probably not. <laughs> I know picture-wise, so I'm sure you've done these pictures, Greg. It's just, they're like, they heard you in like cattle. And then they're like, okay, go. Like, you know, you don't right. <laughs> like, don't make eye contact. It's almost like, don't make eye contact with them. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, but like I said, my youngest brother, he's 25. I mean, he's on Twitter. He's been like counting down the days because that's who, you know, like he grew up. Like I joke, like when I see Stone Cold, I'm probably going to be like, oh, uh, Mr. Austin, you know, here, hi. Like, here's my tattoo. Bye. Like, you know, I think that's how he's going to be with Cena. But uh, we'll see if he's a. Uh, if he gets some words out to talk to Cena, because he asked me, he goes, can you talk to him? I was like, yeah, you know, when you do the autograph, you got a quick, you know, minute or two to kind of give your, you know, give your spiel. But yeah. the picture, it's just like, okay, go. <laughs> like, you're done. Right. Bye. So, 
And AEW <laughs> five second pose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've done that twice. I did that with Edge and Christian Greg. So there you go. Nice. Not not <laughs> together, separately. So I met Edge after he had to retire. He was at World of Wheels, which I think is hilarious. But um, so I asked him, I go, I gotta do the five second pose. Then I met Christian a couple years ago when I met Batista. And I told Christian, I was like, yeah, I got to do the five second pose. He's like, oh, of course. So, yeah. So I don't have them together, but uh, that's why I was hoping to meet Moxley because I would have already met. I met Roman and Seth. So Moxley was my my shield guy. Like I need I need to meet Moxley. Um, And I started his book this week. It is definitely a stream of consciousness. (laughs) Like it's like I'm like sometimes (laughs) I have to reread things like, okay. Like, you know, that, like, you want to make sure you read it. Um, But yeah, so I think he did have a fun story where he met Vince in the hallway in a hotel at like two in the morning after having um, affairs with Renee Young. And like, they talked for a few minutes in the, like he was getting ice or something. And like, yeah, so yeah, he's a, he's an interesting guy, but I hope, I really hope he's going to come out of this. uh, Cause in the, in the book, he did say, borderline alcoholic so i was like oh like i never knew that you know i knew he liked to drink i didn't realize how bad it was so hopefully he comes out this okay and you know especially because he's a dad i think that's the biggest thing and i think that's why he did it now yeah like i think he wants to be there for the baby you know obviously wants to be there for renee too but you have a kid like that's that's kind of you know something you you put that aside you put you put yourself aside and you're there for your kids. Um, hopefully he comes out better. Exactly. And, you know, I, I don't know when we'll hear from him, but you know, so, um, but next week, tune in. We will give you the attack. Deep. What about Seth? What about the attack on raw? Oh, the, um, no, no, uh, the fan attack. Oh yeah. Like why does Seth keep getting it? Because that's like the second or third time <laughs> that he's got it. Well, and then that fan came out. It's like, Has oh, it? I did it. I did it for Ro- like almost I did it for the rock type speech. Like he was saying he did it for like Roman's family. And I'm like, what? These fans are. Well, I wouldn't even call him a fan. He's just nuts. Like, right. And an then idiot. people, did you see like Chavo Guerrero saying, oh, if that was me, I would have laid him out. You can't do that now. Like. This isn't the 80s. Right. It's not even the 90s. Like, you just put him in the head. Like, Seth did exactly what he should have done. He had him in the headlock, and security comes and walks away. And then he laughs it off. Like, he came out later. He was, like, doing this, like, looking for – I'm like (laughs) – Right. Like, talk about a – like, a you know, a a pro about it. Like, you know, to turn it into your character afterwards. Like, that's just crazy. So – but, yeah, I – I, it's been like Seth two or three times. And then what about Orton in South Africa? That guy got in the ring and like low blowed him. I mean, it's just crazy oh, wow. how these fans, this was it years ago, but it, it is like you said, I always think back to the grandma that was like swinging at Hogan. Now that was more like, you know, playful, but still I always think about that. But yeah, that fan like saying he did it for the Romans family or something. He was, I mean, you got to be nuts anyway to do that in the first place. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Don't jump the rail fans. Like, come on. <laughs> like we should have to tell you that. I mean, do you think he yeah, should have done more Greg too? I don't, like I said, I saw people saying he should have done more. 
like, but what are you going to like choke them out? Like what, I mean, what, like late, you know, like would they, should they have done what FTR did to the fan that dropped Bret Hart at the hall of fame? And they, uh, they laid a couple punches. Hey, um, you know, Seth has that martial arts background. He could have really yeah. snuck in like a, a rear naked on the low kept, and put well, him to sleep. I mean, he probably you know, had nobody a good chokehold anyway. It. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, uh, I do think this isn't, you know, the 80s era where, you know, I mean, you got to think like then a fan gets beat up. We probably don't hear about it <laughs> now. Right. You know everybody's got their cell phones out. If Seth does, and you know, that fan is probably going to try to sue him. Now, granted, he's probably not going to win, but you know, you still got to go through all that mess. Like, so yeah, I, but it's been, I think Seth's been involved like a few times with that. And so, um, whatever Seth is doing is, uh, <laughs> is really working, unfortunately. <laughs> so, uh, it's yeah. the dance, man. It's setting people off. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm here for the dance. I'm I was mad because they took Sammy's music and hence the Sammy dance has become a thing oh, of yeah, the past. They... <laughs> but it seems to have passed on to uh, Seth. Sam, so yeah. I'm I'm when Seth music plays, I'm here for it because he comes out and he's bopping and he's in himself and uh, <laughs> I love him to dance it, man. Just this male Elaine Bennis all over the place. You gotta love it. More yeah. Seth dances. <laughs> all right well that is the end of the show do not attack wrestlers that's the moral of the story yeah <laughs> anyway so uh thanks for joining we will catch you guys next week have a good rest of your thanksgiving Peace. week